Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community. Action. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Riding on the Wall podcast. I go by the name of Chris Frizzell. We have Blue Shendo in the building, and today we have a special guest. We have the assistant coach of the Mescalero Boys Basketball Chiefs. Everybody give it up for Tante Baca. How are you doing, Tante? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So, you're the assistant coach. You got a big game coming up this Saturday. What's What's going on? So we didn't even know if we were going to get into the tournament because in one poll we were 15 and then in another poll we were 16. But we got in and we played Tularosa, the number one seed on Saturday. Nice, nice. This is a, a pretty special podcast for me because we happen to be relatives and I watched you grow up. Um, I watched you, like we were just talking <laughs> earlier, making jokes. You were just a baby with your pacifier, hanging out with everyone and <laughs> Now you're all grown and you're coaching uh, coaching basketball, um, which is pretty cool. Do you? Um, and it's got to be exciting for you. This is your first season coaching, and you guys are making it places already. Yes, it's exciting. Um, that program, it's it's been it's taken a while for it to uh, pick up because we haven't had you know the best records in all the previous years. But uh, Mescalero basketball is doing something now. Um, how do you feel to be a part of that program? It's awesome. Um, the boys are super resilient, and this group of kids, they're good kids, and they're fun to work with. Mm-hmm. What, um, what are some of the challenges that you faced first coming into this team? Mm, I think being so close in age with them, it was hard to you know earn the respect and get them to respect me and see me as a coach. But oh, right. They're good. They're, they are good at respecting me, and they treat me like a coach, so. It's fun. And it has to be a good transition for you. You you just came out off of um you guys you and your team back well, how many years ago was it? One? You're already playing you were playing in state also, right? Um it's been 2 years since we won two? the state championship. So it's you just came from that that hot seat and you went right into another one. <laughs> yeah, so basketball's been good to you. Basketball's been pretty good. Yes, definitely. So how did you end up coaching the boys basketball team rather than the girls? Well, in the summer we were. I follow Coach Chavez. Yeah. I don't know if you know who Coach Chavez is, but um, he was coaching the girls in the summer, so I was working with the girls. And then a new coach applied for the girls, and we went to the boys. So that's how I ended up with the boys. Nice. And um, well, let's start from the beginning. Um, you so you used to play basketball. For those who don't know, the yes. listeners might not know. You used to play basketball, right? Yes. And uh, was that your passion growing up, or did you have any other passions, or how'd that go? I loved playing basketball. I've been playing since I was a little girl. Um, my high school career actually started, well, my varsity career actually started in eighth grade. I got oh. moved up to varsity, so, yeah, it's okay. been a while. And what made you want to get into coaching? Well, um, I, my dream has always been to play college ball and at the collegiate level, but I got injured last year, and I don't know what I did. I still haven't gotten an MRI or anything, so it's still giving me problems. But um, one day, 
Coach Chavez was like, you know, get your coaching license. Like, let's just see how you do this summer. If you like it, then, you know, you can come help me. So it kind of just started there. I got my coaching license, and then I started working with them, and then I just fell in love with it. I want to give back to the kids and my people because there's so much talent on the res, and I yeah. feel like only natives know natives. And That's awesome. So is this like all intern? Are you doing this all volunteer, or do you get paid, or what? Yes, volunteer. Yes, I volunteer my time. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're definitely looking for people like you out there, <clears throat> just, you know, donating your time. Um, you also were a huge um, asset to the reservations basketball team. Um, so you yourself, you are a lot of talent, and it's nice to see that kind of like coming back around into the community and stuff. And uh, it, it's not that, that's such a uni- such a unique story, you know. You're coming out of your state championship and um, wanting to play college. It doesn't work out, but you're still in it. And, you know, maybe it was meant to be. Yes, yeah. I I always um, you know I want to trust God's plan. Right. And I truly believe that God has a plan and does things for a reason. That's awesome. It's it's nice to see how mature you've. Um, become over the years and stuff you know i've been gone for a long time so uh, my my only memories of you were, were young you're were small and now you're you're a woman and you're coaching and it's exciting it's exciting to see but um now let's let's talk about let's talk about the beginning of the season how did that season start for you guys as, as far as like basketball games and success um we weren't that successful at the beginning of the year but um, like I said, they're so resilient. Towards the end, they, you know, Coach Chavez wrote on the board how much we, how far we've come, and like we've been winning, we've been working hard, we've been putting in the time, and they're starting to finally play. And I think they finally hit their peak. So okay, do you guys have like a team motto or a saying or anything like that? Um, well, my motto is Geronimo <clears throat> mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. What's the story behind that? Where'd that come from? So uh, when I was a player, it, we were getting ready for the state tournament, and me and my grandma, we were um, sitting at home, and she always gives me her little pep talks, and she started talking about Geronimo and how he's so resilient and how we come from, you know, Geronimo and how he never gave up. And so I, it stuck with me, and so we were at the state tournament, and it was the state championship. And I don't know if you guys watched the game, but at halftime we were down. I don't remember by how much, but we were down kind of by a lot. Mm. And everybody's heads were hanging down, and you know nobody was saying anything. Coach Chavez was just yelling at us. He didn't know what to say, I don't think. And so I got up, and I told the story about Geronimo, about how resilient he is, and I was like, let's just have a Geronimo mentality. And then we all got hyped, and we went out there, and we ended up winning. <laughs> wow. And this was during halftime when you were playing? Yes, this was the state championship game. That's an amazing. Would that would you say that was your most memorable moment when in playing high school? Yes, definitely. What would be your most memorable moment of this season with the boys? Um, well, it's actually a recent memory, but um, we just played. I think it was the semifinals in the district tournament. We played Lordsburg. We went to Lordsburg, and all of our loyal fans know how horrible the refs are and how hard it is to win in Lordsburg. Well, we went and. They were up, we were winning, and then at halftime, I think we were down. We were either down or we were, like, right there, and um, Chavez had wrote down. Well, no, 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 sorry, let me go back. It was the beginning of the game. Like I said, Chavez had wrote um, our record from the beginning and how we crawled back up. You know, we were, I think we were ranked 15 at the time. <laughs> and um, my speech was, you know, like, you guys have been so resilient. Like, just look at your record. And I said, but don't be satisfied with 15. You know, 
Yeah. Be resilient. You guys have been resilient. Just keep fighting and, you know, don't be satisfied. They don't respect you. And the look on their faces, like, I have never seen anybody have that. They just look so hungry, like they wanted to win. And we ended up losing, but I could tell that they weren't done and that they were hungry. Wow. So this game coming up Saturday, how are these boys feeling right now? They've been working hard. And really? I think they feel good. They, they want to win. They want to win. So I'm hoping they can pull through and pull an upset. For the listeners that don't know, um, where's this game at that's coming up? It'll be in Tularosa on Saturday at 6 p.m. And you have to buy the tickets online okay. at GoFan. GoFan? Yes. All right. It, so It's just GoFan.com? Yes. Yeah. There's an app for it, too. Okay. All right. If, um, it, say, say we were successful, you know, in this Saturday game, what happens after this game? Where, where do the Chiefs go after that? They'll go to the next round, and it's whoever wins, they go They'll meet at a mutual site, I believe. They're doing it different this year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Yeah. This is going to be a huge game. Um, Tularosa and Mescalero, we all know each other, neighbors. And it, the gym gets crazy sometimes for those Mescalero and Tularosa games. And it's going to be exciting. So um, I'm sure that the tickets are going to sell out quick. Um, who knows if they're sold out right now. Um, but with the... Uh, all the excitement of Saturday coming up, how do you feel personally? I'm excited, and I'm just praying that my boys come out and play. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I feel like they've hit their peak, and I'm hoping that they'll pull through. And they've been working so hard, and I think they're so deserving of this win. Right. The Mescalero boys, we just we haven't been able to to pull it off yet. We've been close. Um, And it was sad to see um, George and... Ray, you know, they they had to graduate without seeing that victory. But um, I was I was thinking, you know, even though our two studs are gone, we still had a lot of talent left. There's still a lot of guys that are ready to step up and grow, and um, and here we are, you know. Yes, definitely. And they've been um, they're home for spring break, and they've been coming in working with the boys. So I think that's awesome oh, that, that they're is coming cool. back and giving back. Right, and and those two, um, they they went on to play that college level, so. Hopefully our Chiefs are looking at that and see a little bit of inspiration that they can do it too. Yes, most definitely. Do you um, know if you have any of your your teammates that are willing are trying to go play college right now? Or after their high school, do they have their eyes on that next step? My boys right now? Mm-hmm. Yes, they're all wanting to play college basketball, especially Duncan Balachi. Awesome. Yes. And he's I hope- been working so hard. They got to really just give it their all on saturday it's a big game there's a lot of pre- i could feel it right now just the pressure on saturday yes. <laughs> yeah um how, do, how does the team play under pressure um they do okay under pressure um they're maturing like mm-hmm. now i remember at the beginning of the season we would just you know fold under pressure but now we have some young kids like duck is our point guard mm-hmm and he's handling the pressure a lot more. He's handling it. He's, you know, he's handling it well. And I'm so proud of him. They're handling it better. But I think when they hear, you know, the name Tularosa, it kind of freaks them out. Because we've played mm-hmm. them twice. Right. And we've lost to them twice. But This season? Yes. Oh, okay. But they didn't give it all their guts. I could tell that they weren't, they they're, were scared. They weren't playing like they're playing now. So they're a whole new team right they're now. They're a whole new, new team what, now. What changed throughout the season, do you think? 
I think they've all, you know, realized that you have to work. You can't just show up to practice and that be it. Like, they're coming early, they're staying late. They're like, coach, can you open up the gym? You know, I want to get a couple more shots in. And they're working hard now. Nice. And Tularosa is nothing. Uh, Tularosa is no team to snicker at right now. They're, they're playing really good. Um, they're undefeated, right? I believe in, in district, yes. They're in district, they are. And they've been um, having some pretty um, comfortable wins, too, not just, like, by one or two, but Mescalero came pretty close, right? Um, no, it was, a, it was a blowout. It was a blowout? Yeah. Both times? Both times. Oh, okay. But they have a really good coach. Sergio mm-hmm. is a really good coach, and you can tell. We went and watched them play for the district championship, mm-hmm. and he is a very good coach. Um, t- I respect him. Tularosa is definitely on fire right now. Yes, so they are. Um, the Chiefs are hungry, though, so... I'm hoping, you know, <laughs> I'm hoping for a really good game. Uh, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. What's the main thing that's going to get them motivated, this, these boys? I think they know that this is their ticket, and I know they don't want their season to end. Right. Yeah. That's what's making them hungry, it's especially the seniors, because we have our starters are, there's three seniors on our starting five. Three, so. three seniors? What are their names? We're going to give them a shout-out right now. Duncan Balachi. Duncan Balachi. Big shout-out, Duncan. Anthony Rocha. Anthony Rocha. And Dewey Pollock. Dewey Pollock. Big shout out to all our seniors. And then Jerry and uh, Lapaz is a senior. All right. Jerry and Lapaz. Now, is there anybody that um, inspired you in basketball or from basketball to coaching? Whether it be a coach, celebrity, maybe an older person that you look up to? Definitely Coach Chavez. Coach He's Chavez. He's a really good coach. Um, I am excited to learn from him, and I hope that one day I can be half of what he is. He's so kind, and he, you know, devotes his life to the game, and that's all. He eats, sleeps, and breathes, so I pray that I can be half of him someday. That's awesome. So are you looking to pursue this as your career? Yes, I am. Yeah? So where do you see yourself, like, in the future? What do you- I pray that I'm a head coach of Mescalero one day. But, you know, somewhere in Indian country, if it's not Mescalero, somewhere in Indian country. That's awesome. Well, it's uh, it's it's pretty uh, satisfying to see our program develop like this and thrive and um, to see you grow and, and get into this sport the way you have. And it, it makes you it makes us all proud. Uh, Mescalero, we have good fans. We got a lot of families out there that have been wanting to see this for years since I was in high school and we, we were struggling then and. Um, any win to the tribe is always like a big win. We're always yeah. super proud that that gym's going to be <laughs> rocking on Saturday. Um, I can only imagine the excitement and and stuff. So, um, you know, win or, win or lose, I think er, as long as these Chiefs keep progressing the way they have, they've already made history. Exactly. They they just got to keep going and hopefully they stay hungry like you say that they are and they just keep that desire because you know when your back's against the wall, you play a little different. So hopefully Mescalero just kind of grows a little taller overnight and all their shots get a little bit better and sharper. And, um, you know, we just start making all these shots that we haven't made before. But um, with Saturday coming up so close, do you feel like the boys are ready now? Um, I think they need a few more days. You know, um, when, we won, when we went to the state tournament last year, 
I was on the shooting machine every single day, you know, shooting 500 shots. And I told my boys, I said, you know, get on the shooting machine all this week. It will make a difference. You know, shoot your 500 shots a day, if mm -hmm. not more. And I promise you on Saturday, you're going to shoot better. So it's only been three days since I've told them that. So mm -hmm. I think they need a few more days. You talked a little bit earlier about how it was kind of a challenge because you're so close in age to the boys. How did, how did you earn their respect where they finally respect you as a coach? Um, I made them run a oh. lot. <laughs> I made them run a lot when they disrespected me. And um, now they know, you know, not to disrespect me because then they're going to run. So, wow. Yeah. Did they call you coach? Yes. They yeah. call me. It's sometimes Coach Bird, Coach Tente, <laughs> Coach Shante, or sometimes it's just coach. But, yeah, they're respectful and they call me coach. So it's not really a big challenge anymore? No, not at all. That's cool. They're really good kids. Nice. Is it going to be like a tougher match after Saturday, or are we playing the tough one to beat? Well, we're playing the number one seed. So th this is a huge confidence booster going in. Yes, the number one seed. We're playing the number one seed. And then I believe it'll be either, I want to say it's the fifth and, no, what is it? The eighth and ninth seed. Mm, okay. So it'll be one of those. I would. I, would, I like the way it's stacked up having to play the number one seed Saturday and then going into um, the state tournament with that kind of confidence. Yes. So we've played Hagerman, and I'm surprised they're not up there, but Hagerman's really tough. And Thule had lost to them by 10, and we only lost to them by two points. Mm -hmm. So mm. it's doable, but the boys, like I said, they kind of deal with that mental block. Mm -hmm. Just because it's Thule yes. or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's it's different going to Thule. It is, and they do have a good program, and they are solid. Like, they have amazing athletes all the time. Um, they're always, like, just a tough program. They, they are, are. You know, that program's always just well-rounded, and, you know, big shout-out to those guys for maintaining that type of discipline over all the years and stuff because that's a lot of years of being successful, you know. Yes, most definitely. But um, whenever you come out on Saturday, like, what's what's your vision for Saturday? How do you feel, like... Do you, do you think it's going to be for yourself? Do you have, like, a game plan for yourself? I'm a sore loser, but um, as long as my boys give it all their got, that's all that matters. As long as they give it all their got, that's – I will be happy. Mm -hmm. if I will go home and be happy with that. As a, as a coach now, do you play these things in your head, like what you're going to say and how you're going to handle it? Yes, I do. Yeah. I always plan my speeches out yeah. try to motivate them. It's different when you're there, though, and you, you have to say it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you practice in the mirror over and over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, see, you look uh, motivating. Yeah. Uh, but, well, Saturday's coming up quick. We keep saying it. It's really close, and we're this is kind of like a last-minute episode. We wanted to get out. And, um, Chris, we're recording on, what's today, Wednesday? Yeah. So we want, and Chris has to do a turnaround of one day. Hopefully it comes out. You know, so hopefully it's Thursday that you all are hearing this. Thursday, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and then that will give everyone Friday to check Thursday it out. Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday or Friday night. Right. And, yeah. and some of Saturday. What time is the game on Saturday? It is at 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock? Um, and then the girls play Rehoboth on Friday. So good luck to them. Oh, right. Lordsburg. It'll be Estancia and Lordsburg. And Lordsburg's kind of our rival. Oh, They're really? the ones we lost to last time, right? Yes. Okay. We lost by three points. Oh. Three points, yeah. That's a hard one. Is that why they're our rival? Because we We've, lost by, um, Even the girls' teams, we play them like five times a season. Oh, <laughs> so I see. Yeah. 
our past guests have talked about like getting in the zone um i think ray said heat check can't lose or something like that and uh and uh they always talk about like george talked about um when he hears the national anthem for some reason that gets him pumped up and it gets him into the zone do you kind of relate to that when you played or or when you coach do you get into some kind of zone and what gets you into that that mode i think when i see the boys and they have confidence that kind of like i'm like okay i feel good about this and you know the music's playing in the background is there a special song that gets you they listen to all kinds of stuff i don't even know what the new music is yeah yeah but the one that they like is the push and pee i don't know if you heard that push one i don't know mm-hmm. no. yeah. i'll listen to it on the way home so i can get in the zone <laughs> yeah that's what gets them in the zone do you have um your own uh rituals before your game like when i used to play do you, right now as a coach you get nervous do you have a ritual mm, not really no i'm just kind of you know talk to the boys and like Onto my hitos is what Chavez calls them. <laughs> Dewey, um, Duncan, and AJ. I'm like, you better play good. Is it so different now that you're a coach? Yeah, but I think I've always been like a leader and I've always seen the game in a different way. So it's yeah. not like too different. Do you miss do you miss playing a lot? Um, not really. No? No. So is it more fun to be a coach? Yes, I love being a coach. I love being a coach. Wow. Besides the age um, issue when you first got to the team, what are some other challenges that you faced as a coach? Mm. What was it, like nervousness or um, was it, how do you prepare? Because like, I, I imagine the game is completely different for you playing, you know, coaching boys now. It's a different pace. It's a different rhythm. It's, uh, the aggression is different. Um, especially under the basket, the game is a lot different. Uh, playing, not in, inside the Sweet Sixteen is different for sure. You know, there's just a lot more aggression. Um, did you face any challenges trying to connect on that level, being being a girl, or you just kind of just fit right in? Not really. Um, my stepdad Gabe always played, and I used to always like you know be mm. around his team. So, and I always played against boys at open gym i was always the only girl so it wasn't really hard for me oh okay that makes sense you kind of got a little bit of experience already in that aspect yeah and like when i first started coaching i was running practice by myself like the Mm -hmm. first days oh really i kind of had to just you know figure it out and it wasn't hard i mean it was it wasn't challenging for me it was actually fun it all just came natural yeah it was was, i didn't know if i was gonna like it i was like "Ah, you know i don't know if i'm gonna be able to you know the age barrier and everything mm-hmm. i don't think they're gonna respect me and i was worried about all those things but i didn't really have any problems it was it was just smooth everything went smooth and oh that's cool do you do you see yourself doing like you said you want to do this like forever but um do you have any other like uh goals in life besides coaching do you do you want to do anything else besides give back to the community in this way just want to be a coach and maybe a teacher maybe oh a teacher. okay but i really want to be an athletic director mm-hmm. yeah well that's good we need um we struggled i think when i was in high school finding our own to to coach and to take care of those programs so our athletic directors from escalero um i seen a lot cycle through that weren't um tribal members so that's pretty cool that you're coming up through what challenges are, are there do you have to be uh how do you get into that position do you need to be a teacher first think so i think you have to be like an administrator uh-huh. I think it's administrator and then you go through all of that 
Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we have a, a decent um, AD right now, but um, who is our athletic director? Coach Chavez. Coach Chavez? Yeah, oh, I see. Are you just going to coach basketball? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I, I don't think I would know how to coach volleyball or anything else. Mm. What uh, what are you going to do in those off seasons when you're not coaching basketball? Like, do, are you just a coach or do you have a job? No, I'm just a coach. You're just a coach right yeah. now, and, and then, I go to school. And you go to school. Oh, yes. okay. I was like, there has to be something else yeah, you're occupied with. I go with. to school. Yeah. All right. What are you going to school for? Well, right now I'm going into nursing, mm, okay. but um. After coaching and everything, I think I'm going to change my major. Right. Yeah. To something that more facilitates your coaching? Yes. I'll probably go to teaching oh, for okay. right now. And then, yeah. Do you have any uh, subjects that interest you? Psychology. Ah. I really like psychology. Okay. Okay. Well, do you have any um, predictions on the game Saturday? I just hope my boys come to play and give it all they got. Do you have a prediction on the score? No, I don't. No? I don't want to jinx it. I'm going to say Mescalero by six. Mescalero by six. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just know anybody that comes on this podcast, they always win. <laughs> Whatever they're trying to pursue, they always win. So right. You guys, I think you guys got it. I hope so. And like I said, they're a totally different team than they were in the beginning. They're, they've hit their peak. They've all matured. They're playing together. They're playing ball. So. Yeah. How, how many people are on the team? How many boys? Seven. There's seven boys on the varsity? Yes. Wow. Eight. Seven. Oh, eight. Eight. Regardless if it's seven. It's eight. It's eight. Regardless yeah. of seven or eight, having three on the bench? Yeah. That's well, usually, you know, we kind of just have one solid because the other two, they're really, they're younger. Yeah. So. Why is our team so small? We're nobody just, came out. Nobody came out mm-hmm. to play and we're doing this well with eight people? Mm-hmm. Wow, I did not know that. Yep. I heard a model of somebody talking about reach for the stars. Is that is that the model for this game? My grandma's model. <laughs> yeah? What's, what's the story behind that? Uh, she just, you know, she wants them to win. And reach, we, for the reach for the stars. Are we talking about Doe? Yes, we're talking about Doe. <laughs> shout her Let's out. Let's give her a big shout out. <laughs> big shout out to Doe. <laughs> That's I cool. Give my applause right there. Well, they, you come from a, a family of very positive people like very um like uplifting and like spiritual and you come from a good place so you know just make sure you share that with with all your boys all the time you know that same type of wisdom and knowledge that's always come come to you because i i mean you know like like i said we're relatives and i know where you come from so it's exciting to see that um it's you that's getting ready to pour the the family's you know history and happiness into this team and we've had some rough years and i was a part of the mescalero chiefs and we've had some rough years and we had bigger teams then and we we couldn't pull it off and i'm still kind of baffled by the fact that there's uh, <laughs> there's eight players and with two young guys on the bench yes. so you, you you gotta have a team that can run right yes so conditioning has to be on point Yes, yesterday at practice, two of our boys were late, so they had to run um, 740s. Mm. That's run eight of them, and I was sitting there. I think the best part about coaching was I sat there and I ate a payday while I watched them. <laughs> <laughs> but then I felt bad, so I ended up running with them and I finished. What does, what's so, a 40? So you have to run down and back, it's like down and back seven times in 40 seconds. Mm. Oh, and wow. And you have to do eight of those. So, so they go in down and back seconds. seven times? Yes, in 40 seconds. Do we still do ladders? Yes. Okay. 
What about suicide? Those are ladders. Oh, yeah. Same yeah, thing. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I never played basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just wasn't good at it. Um, oh, whatever. <laughs> but it's with our team being so we, – we got three seniors, four, four seniors. What's going to happen next year when half our team graduates? I have no idea. Hopefully more boys come out. There's a lot of good um, little eighth graders I watched mm-hmm. play. They're, they're going to be a good team. I mean, this is just me talking. I have no experience with this, but it seems like you guys' biggest weapon to combat, you know, just to keep our team rolling the way it's been is recruitment. Yes, definitely. Um, in the summer, we that's when we try to recruit and we mm-hmm. go. Sorry. Coach Chavez um, takes, you know, kids to like, we went to Tucson, we went to California, we went to Colorado. And then he'll take you to like Disneyland. Like that's how he recruits. Is like we'll raise enough money to be able to go to like Disneyland and places like that. And we mm-hmm. go to camps and we'll play big schools like Los Angeles teams. And oh really? I think that's how we won a state championship was by playing those bigger teams right. this summer. You and you are you guys trying to groom from like that seventh grade and eighth grade level? You going? Are you going to those practices and talking to those students? Yes. Well, um, this year they cut their season short because of COVID because right. the cases were getting high, so mm-hmm. we didn't really get to work with them a whole lot this year. Because so, of that. if there's a young person listen, listening right now that wants to pursue basketball, maybe they're fifth, sixth, seventh grade, and they're like, "Wow, I want to be, I want to go to state one day. I want to be a coach mill one day." What would be your advice to them? To always work hard and yeah. to always want to be better than you were yesterday. Yeah. And you're not going to be liked by anybody. You, if you're good, you're not going to be liked by anybody. But you just got to keep working hard and outworking everybody. And, you know, like, I, well, I was an eighth grader and I got moved up to varsity and I got bullied. Nobody really, you know, took me under their wing uh-huh. and I had to, like, mature fast. But I was always the first one there and the last to leave. Wow. So my, you know, my advice would be to always work hard and be the first one there and the last to leave. That's awesome. So what do you mean nobody, you're not going to be liked by anybody? What, what do you mean? You know, like, I mean, I probably felt this too, being older and, you know, there's a good, you know, you feel them as a threat and you're like, oh, you know, she's coming in and she's going to work hard. She's working hard. Oh, okay. You feel oh, like yeah. they're like a threat to you. <clears throat> I, I sense I get what you're saying. You know, when you're coming in and you you think that you're you're trying to make a name for yourself. There's there's always like those upper classmen that kind of like you know they're the veterans. Yeah. They've been there longer. And well, to the stars, it's kind of like you're like a threat. That maybe. goes back to that the whole res mentality, the crab mm-hmm. in the bucket. You know, that's right. what we're trying to change with this podcast. We're trying to change that culture. That um, if if you if I can do it, you can do it too. You know, we're all here to help yes, help one another. Exactly. Yeah. Well, now you're in that position, Tante. You're in that position to like start making those changes. You know, and creating that environment. Yes, most definitely. Uh, when we were when I was coming up through it, we were just a, a rough bunch. Um, we didn't have like that that type of positivity kind of flowing. Yes. But um, now I see it. It's different. The kids that i well the young men that i see coming through the programs um they're all their mentalities are so different and it's such a different generation and it's it's probably for the better and stuff but um i was hanging on to this question for for a minute in those seventh and eighth grade years when you when you see those teams um get put together are they big in numbers are they like do they start out like say like we have like bigger middle school teams 
then varsity people just don't want to play no more like what's going on there yeah the um middle school when they have like the tryouts there's like so many kids trying out mm -hmm. but you can only keep so many and i think that kind of like you know discourages them you know, uh, and then they don't try again right so in basketball people actually get cut yeah wow Cause we, you can only play five players you know what i mean yeah so it's kind of hard to keep when there's like 50 kids it's hard to keep all 50 yeah there's like a gap right or there's something just kind of missing i guess from seventh and eighth the guys that make the team and they don't stick with it at that seventh and eighth grade level we're losing players somehow by the time they make it to varsity and jv right yes. because um you're, you're at a point where you're cutting players and just to make that middle school team but then now when we're looking at the other end of the spectrum where we only have eight with two younger players so we're, and you said we're mostly running what six players? Yes, mostly six. And and I was asking, kind of like, I was getting at like, what's what are we missing? What what link are we missing there? Where we don't we're going from cutting players to not having that many players. I think you know when they get cut, then they get discouraged and they just kind of give up. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, I think the commitment part is a lot because you have to commit like a lot and you have to sacrifice a lot to mm -hmm. play on varsity to win a state championship and i think that's hard for kids for a lot of kids is the discipline and the you know sacrifice uh, and i guess the ones that got cut at middle school that would have probably kept trying are not interested anymore because they got cut in the first place yes i so. think they get discouraged and you know just kind of give up and mm -hmm. want to try again so what's the difference between, like, a regular student and someone that's wanting to commit to basketball? And what do they got to sacrifice in order to be successful? Well, when we won that state championship, yeah. and I tell my boys this story all the time, you know, my niece, um, his birthday is December 9th. Yeah. And we have practices every day, even on Saturdays, even sometimes on Sundays. You know, there's games, you know, two days out of the week, sometimes in the weekends, and then the tournaments, and... You have to sacrifice, like, you know, if you want to go on vacation, you can't because mm -hmm. during spring break, you know, you're practicing or during c Christmas break, you're practicing. Like, it's just never stops. It's just practice, practice, practice. And I truly believe that that's how you win a state championship is by sacrificing and, you know, dedicating mm -hmm. your whole life to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish I wish a lot of those students, those players would know that the type of discipline that you build from joining sports at a young age, it it really shapes you and it helps your personality, your people skills, your work ethic, your discipline as you get older. Um, it helped me tremendously because um, joining the military, I didn't really have like any type of um, people skills or anything. So I used a lot of like mental fortitude and toughness that I built in, in basketball, football and stuff. And all of the people there that were good at things were usually sports players, like previous sports players. Exactly. And when you get there, you get to the Army, and everybody was the best at whatever they did, wherever they came from. So you can't get guys to shut up about when they played football or basketball, you know. So it's it's very important to, to build those skills in school. I wish they could see the other end and just see how much it helps. Definitely, I truly believe that it helps you in life because, you know, I mean, with COVID and everything, it really was hard. It was a hard time. And I think, you know, being in sports taught me how to be mentally tough and mm -hmm. how to deal with things, you know, loss and all these things that happen in life. You know, I always said I wanted to be an adult. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking saying I wanted to be an adult? <laughs> right. But I truly believe that basketball made me resilient. Mm -hmm. And there's no other 
way to put it. You know, I'm resilient because basketball taught me how to be resilient and tough. Right. It, it is shocking at that age when you realize, like, oh, shoot, I have to show up to every practice. It's exactly. a lot. And the way they make you work there, too, it's not easy. You know, you run a lot. You get put through a lot of uncomfortable situations and feelings. And at that age, I think you're just kind of not ready for it sometimes. You either step up to that, you know, challenge or you just quit um, and stuff exactly. like that. So, But it's it's pretty amazing to see that we have a team of eight players that are doing so well and that you like you've said they've grown so much um what what's the most memorable or happy like memory you think you saw the team have together like what's like one of the best memories that you saw in that team not just from your personal experience but for them um that's a tough one they're they're a happy team they you know when they win it's always a big celebration we don't take our wins lightly but Mm -hmm. um it would probably be when we, I don't remember who we beat to go to Lordsburg. I think we beat Capitan. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited in the oh, locker room. And mm. They were celebrating. They were yelling around. You know, they were all excited. And they were like, we're going to go all the way. And I think that was probably the most memorable moment was during Capitan. Are they, um, are they an aggressive team? Are they a happy team? Are they just a fast team? How would you describe them? They're, they're happy and they're aggressive. I mean, there's times where they're like, you know, you were supposed to go here or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're they're happy. They're I truly see, like, they have a brotherhood. And, mm-hmm. like, they're always picking each other up. Like, when one of them's down, you know, Duncan's like, come on, boy. Like, get up. You know, pick your head up. We still have the rest of the game to go. Duncan's such a good leader. Mm-hmm. He's a very good leader. And he's good about picking his team up and, you know. They all pick each other up when they're feeling down, like when we're losing, but it's right there. You know, Duncan's like, don't give up. Like in Cloudcroft, we were down by 20 points in mm-hmm. the beginning of the first quarter, and Duncan just kept saying, you know, come on, boys, we can do it, we can do it, and we came back from 20 points. Mm-hmm. I think we ended up losing by one point, one point, uh-huh. but he brought them back. You know, he just stayed positive, and I think they noticed that when their energy is up, they play a lot better. Right. And they're mm-hmm. down, they're down, and so... Do you have any like tactics or I I always thought that was the hardest thing was to keep your teammates like motivated even during the hard times when things aren't going well. Um, How do you handle it? Is that like something you're good with or how do you treat that situation when we hang our heads? You know, I yell at them. Yeah. Um, The assistant coach Bowles, he's from El Paso. He's a really good coach, but he's always telling Coach Chavez, be calm. And we were losing to, I think it was Rodoso at halftime. And he was like, be calm, you know, don't yell at them, be calm. And I was like, no, you better yell at them because they're native kids and they respond to yelling. <laughs> they're not going to listen to you. So I went in there and I was yelling at them and, you know, I could see they're like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And then Chavez comes in and he's talking calm and they're like looking at each other like, what's going on? We're losing <laughs> and he's talking calm. Like, yeah. So, yeah, we, we get on them. That's good. I mean, finding what works and stuff and what picks them back up. It's so That's probably one of the most challenging things to do is to motivate young men definitely um and you're doing it as as a female but i mean like you said you were you're raised in the mix um you've seen the mix you've you've been around that that type of um you know basketball before and but it's just it's different to motivate uh mescalero boys at that um when i was playing basketball way long ago um when once we hung our heads like that was it that's just the type of mentality we have it's just like ah i don't need this no more you know but it's that that was a 
a poison. Yeah, and I think at the beginning of the season, that's how they were. They would mm-hmm. just hang their heads and like I would try to use every word, you know, every motivational speech I had, and it was just still like, oh, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm not listening to her. But once Duncan, you know, is like positive, that's what gets them positive. Is mm-hmm. when one of them's positive, then they'll all be positive. But if they're all hanging their heads, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it'd be a lot different if you're coaching girls rather than boys? I think it would be harder really? because of the, you know, I'm friends with a lot of those girls. I'm still friends with a lot of the players. Yeah. So I think it would be a lot harder. I think I wouldn't, it would be harder because of the age barrier and, you know, earning the respect. Mm. I feel it would be harder for me. It's tough. It, it can be done. Um, it's definitely a challenge, though, but just don't get it in your head. Like, if you are put in that situation, that it's not possible. Yes, yeah, exactly. you, you can overcome it. Same way you did with these boys, but. I'm very proud of you. Um, it's awesome to see you step up into this position. And I was heartbroken, you know, to see your your season end. And I was like, oh, man, Tante's done. She graduated. Because I would watch your games on the Internet. Mm-hmm. I'd order those things and stuff. And I still got charged, like, months later because <laughs> I was too lazy to cancel that <laughs> was stupid that, subscription. That was during COVID? Yeah. <laughs> was it a challenge playing during COVID? So when we won state, the first game we played in Albuquerque, there was fans allowed. And I yeah. think we played Pecos. Yeah. With Pecos. And there was fans allowed. But I really think we won state because there weren't fans. Oh. Because, you know, the fans are yelling like, oh, pass the ball. And I remember that game we played Pecos, Coach Courtney, he's a really good coach too. Mm. Shout out to him. But um, Coach Courtney told us, you know, I'd rather you guys get the 10-second call rather than losing the ball and giving up a layup. So, like, stay on this side when you're bringing the ball down. And he was like, even if you hear the fans yelling at you to, like, dribble and get past, like, still just wait. So I think when it just, like, shocked me because then they shut everything down and there was no fans. And I truly believe that's why we won was because mm-hmm. there was no fans yelling, you know. There was no distractions No distractions, okay. so... With watching, uh, watching your games and watching your style of play, I think um, something that I would like to see you pass on to our boys is that type of patience that you had as a point guard. I remember always, like, really, I would always tell people to my left and my right, like, Tante is very patient. Do you see, you were, you never, you were never trying to, like, be the, the and one player. You always were, it was, you, you could tell, you, you put in, like, a real, um, you're very adamant about being that team player. You were adamant about getting the ball down, taking care of the ball, and passing it. And even under pressure, and, and I hope you can carry that, because that's a tough skill to develop in basketball for boys. Yes. Definitely. So us Mescalero boys, we all want to be that Kobe, and <laughs> we want to dribble. Dribbling kills us sometimes, you know. And so I hope you pass like some of those, those virtues and attributes on to those next guys yes definitely i think what point guards don't understand is as a point guard your job is to bring the ball down and make plays it's not always to score mm-hmm. and have the most points and i think point guards don't really understand that because nowadays you know you want to be the star player like you're like oh well they're getting their points it's time for me to get mine mm-hmm. and as a point guard that's not really your job your job is to bring the ball down take care of it and you know set up plays and i always tell duck that because duck's our point guard and i always talk to him about you know Yes, I want you to score, but your job is to bring the ball down mm-hmm. and set plays up. And he's matured. I He really has matured. He's, I believe, a sophomore, mm-hmm. and he's had to mature fast. But watching him, you know, grow with the game, and all of them, watching them grow with the game is awesome, and seeing how far they've come is awesome. Did you have a, a favorite player growing up in the NBA or WNBA that inspired you? Um, 
Well, she's she played for UConn, so it's college. Yeah. But, um, Katie, she played for UConn. She was mm. number thirty-three. She she inspired me. She was oh, my favorite wow. player. So is that where thirty-three came from for you? Actually, um, this is a funny story, but um, I always ate at Bamboo Garden in Alamogordo, yeah. and my favorite um, food was D33. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where my number came from. But Gabe, um, his number was 33 in school too, so. That's, nice. that's a good story. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, we, we don't play the way we used to anymore. Talking about maturing your point guards and stuff, uh, native basketball is fast. Definitely. It's it's just chaos. It's um, back in when I used to play all the time. You know the bitter water teams passing behind the back. We thought those guys were so cool and no look passes. And it was always fast break basketball, but now it seems kind of like you know Mescalero is starting to slow down and control the plays a lot more. Is that something that's just recently developed? Well, when ever since Travis came, mm-hmm. we really focused on the basics. You know, every day we did ball handling. Mm-hmm. We did, like, stuff you learn at the beginning. But we worked on those things, and we were told, you know, don't be fancy. You know, it's right. not about being fancy. Stick to the basics. And I think the boys' program wasn't really always like that. They were always trying to be, like you said, Kobe, you know, trying to do cool things. So now that Travis is in there, you know, we're really trying to teach them the basics and that's how we play is you know the basics what do you mean don't be fancy how to like um like he said behind the back passes you know no look passes trying to shoot crazy layups being oh i see trying to be the one that wins the game all the time the all-star you know when you should have passed the ball you took a shot you know Mm -hmm. things like that um but res ball has always been something like we've uh fancied ourselves on like it's um chaotic you know and it's but it's also got its its own takeaways, I think. But um, we need to be that that professional team that slows down and yes. takes control of the game. You know, we we just I don't think we ever had like that type of um, dynamic to do that. Um, and it starts with the coaches and works its way down to like what type of players you have. Yes. But um, do you think that's how Saturday is going to go? Is that our game plan is to control the game or move fast? Um, Tuli's fast, so mm-hmm. you know I think our plan is to control the game. Mm-hmm. And um, to add to what you were talking about, res ball, how we celebrated getting into the state tournament was um, we all, the boys asked me and my friend Caitlin to go and play against them. They wanted to have like open gym and they want us to play because they know they can, we're all ladies now, so they want us to play. (laughs) (laughs) So they invited us and we went and I tell you when you watch them play like that, they're amazing. They play so beautifully, like they're different players than when they play. Right you know set plays and stuff so i think you know mixing in a little bit of res ball with mm-hmm. your plays they they play different ball and they just play res well ball. when that res ball comes out people relax yes yeah definitely. you know and, and i think it does help but like i said it goes too far most of the time yes, and we just get does. crazy and all of a sudden we're down 40 and we don't know why and <laughs> yes. yeah but uh res ball's got its own it's hard to stop once you get a good team that can work well together yeah um but i'm excited i i probably haven't been this excited for a while you know for basketball but um i 
I'm just happy that every year lately we've just been getting good teams. We've been yes. good, and even like you said, we only got eight eight on the bench or whatever whatever it is. It's it's um, awesome. I've always looked forward to that day whenever everyone was like proud to be a chief, you know, because we've always been laughed at. We've always been the team that's just got blown out. We've always been the team that wasn't good at, at these sports, and but now basketball we're starting to take over. So. Um, congratulations to the Chiefs and, and the coaches, and especially Definitely. the coaches for turning the program around. Um, I don't know Coach Chavez, but um, huge shout out to Coach Chavez for just yeah. bringing the boys along this far and what, and what he's done with the team and stuff. Um, so, uh, do you got any um, advice for your your team before this big game Saturday? To work hard and to not be afraid. Right. To give it all they got. We, um, what about to the fans? You got anything to say to the fans out there that, that are going to the game? They better give it all they got, too. <laughs> oh, another thing. Since uh, what, what made you want to jump on the podcast so last minute? In Well, I wanted to bring my boys. Uh-huh. I wanted my boys to get a chance to be on here. But at the same time, I was kind of worried about them, you know, freaking out about the game. Ooh, so I'm hoping, yeah. you know, we can set something up. We definitely got to have the boys come on. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But that was a smooth, that was a good play on your part because, you know, sitting in front of these microphones is different. Yes. And then they would have probably, might have put like too much like yes. pressure, un- unnecessary <laughs> pressure. But um, we'll interview all, all eight of those boys, yeah. you know, is yeah. after Saturday. It's, yes. it's awesome. And hopefully um, they'll be going to the next round. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, Chris wants to go over there and paint his face for the game. Yeah. So we'll He's see you Saturday. His war bonnet. Yeah. His war bonnet, yeah. Yeah, um, that's, I just want to shout my mom out. All right, let's give a shout Who, out. Who's your mom? Let's give a big shout. Robin Simmons Aguilar. All right, big shout out to Robin Simmons. <laughs> I was. I wouldn't be who I am without her. Awesome, thank you, Robin, for raising such an amazing woman. Um, also, I was telling, I was telling your mom a little bit ago. I was like, if uh, after, right after this podcast, we can do another one because me and Robin don't don't stop talking. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good a good episode. <laughs> Um, we've got a lot of history together. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, good luck to you this weekend, Tante. And, um, like I said, I'm very proud of you and what, you, what you're doing and stuff. But, um, you know, I hope if I can give you any advice, and it will always be just to stay determined and to pass that on because we, we sometimes we forget, you know, as, as young athletes in Mescalero, like what we actually represent. And um, like I was saying earlier, I've always wanted to see Mescalero on the winning side. And now it's happening with basketball. We're doing, we're actually, we got our name up there. When people hear Mescalero, it's like, oh, those guys are good. Those guys are good right now. And um, even the younger people I've seen are really good. I think we've got a bright future ahead of us. So I hope you stick with it and um, you're able to accomplish all the things you want to with, with, you know, being a coach and with those teams. And right now it's not about you and and it used to be. You were the point guard. So seeing you on this other side and you, you took it in stride so well, you seem like you did, um, you're kind of a natural at it. It's, it's, it's really nice to see. Um, I'm very happy for you. But um, big shout out to the Chiefs for doing a good job this yeah, year. Big shout out to the Chiefs. Um, before we start wrapping it up, um, do you have anything that you want to say before we start coming to an end? Thank you guys for having me. and. I pray that my, you know, we get that win. Oh, that's that's what I was on earlier. Uh, Blue mentioned you're a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how does spirit spirituality fit into all this basketball and your your passion, playing and coaching? Um, my mom has always, you know, she raised me to be in church and to pray and you mm-hmm. know always put God first. And like I said, I wanted to play college ball. That had been my dream since I was a little girl. And I was like sad and like a little bit frustrated because I didn't go anywhere for college. Like I'm just going to Alamo. 
but I truly believe God has a plan for each and every one of us and I truly believe like I pray every night like God just use me you know let me be your light and I truly believe that this was God's way of letting me you know be his light is you know if I could change one of these boys lives like I'm okay with that and, exactly um, yeah. that's a man that's something that's I awesome. heard and and I picked I kept with me from the military a guy told me one time, if you just make one small change, it's gonna ripple and it'll affect exactly. more people, more people. So that's a good, that's a good, um, I guess, mentality to have. Exactly. But um, and don't down yourself for being in Alamogordo. College is hard, <laughs> is. no matter where you are at. College is tough. So good luck to yeah. you with your your you studies. You know who else took Alamogordo? Me. You did. Yeah, I went it's to Alamogordo. I like it. I yeah. like going to Alamogordo. I like not having it's a, a lot good of people school. in my classes. It, college is such a different um, transition from high school. It's its own um, challenge. But um, one more time, uh, any last you know shout outs or anything you want to say? I'll never forget what Coach Kane told me. Um, well, us. He always said, you know, every other team is just a name. But Mescalero comes from tradition and culture. Yeah. And no one can ever take that from you. So I always felt that was deep. That's awesome. Do you use that, like, when you were playing? Yes, I did. I always, you know, the Geronimo mentality went back to that. That's what we need to name this episode, uh, this podcast. The Geronimo mentality. But, um, yeah, so it also helps you when you're coaching, right? Yes. In which ways? You know, I feel like, like, you know, being part of the Mescalero Apache Chiefs, you're coming with that culture and that tradition. There's a video, I don't know if you've seen it, it's been going around. I don't remember what school it was, but before every game, the guys get down and they hit the ground and the guy gets in the middle and he's acting like he's fancy dancing oh, really? in the middle. I thought that was awesome. Is there any special um, rituals or uh, traditions that you guys do as a team? We pray. For every game, yeah. But um, I might pull my pollen out on Saturday. Oh, nice! When we won state, um, we got blessed. Yeah, so. we definitely need it. And I'm planning on wearing my ribbon skirt because, you know, nice. It's gonna freak them out a little. Like, what the heck is she wearing? <laughs> so do you got you got a purple ribbon skirt? Um, I have a lot of purple ribbon skirts, but I got this one white with okay. purple on it. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. There was one thing you you want your boys to know overall, not just the game. What would you want your boys to know? To always remember that there's always someone looking up to you. Nice. We're good. Yeah. Any yeah. ten fun questions to raise? Are we yeah. ready for that? Let's roll into that. And I always forget my list. So. All right. We have oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're bad hosts. <laughs> we always forget. Okay. So let's start it out. Um, so it's just ten questions that we ask. No right or wrong, wrong answer, and you just answer them. Um, as fast as you can, the best way you can. Oh my gosh! You 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 haven't heard of them before? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Can you we'll go start. Slow? Yeah. Okay. okay. Old road. No, no, no. We'll start. Okay. Well, first question: hunting or fishing? Hunting. Um. Yeah. Old old road or East LA? Old road. Tribal store or Casino Apache Travel Center store? Travel center. Travel center. TC. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. And my favorite thing about Mescalero is? The sports. The sports. Um, Broken Arrow or Windles? Windles. 
When, okay. Um, what else? My favorite booth at the feast is... <laughs> Frizzo's. <laughs> oh, I got it there. No <laughs> well, when he had it. Oh. I, haven't, you, I don't even look at the booths now. No. Oh. no more, the mutton booth. No more toys for you? <laughs> no more toys. <laughs> Stuffed fry bread or fry bread in a bowl of chili? Fry bread in a bowl of chili. Nice. Mm. We already went over the tribal store. What's... Club 49 or Feast 49, but she ain't ah. never been to Club 49. <laughs> you better. Feast 49. <laughs> you shouldn't even be answered that way. <laughs> um, so that's eight. Two more. Oh, yeah. I'm most thankful for? My mom. Your mom. And I am Tante, and I love? Coaching. Coaching. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, that was uh, 10 Fun Questions with Rez, and that does it for our episode of Right on the Wall Podcast. Thank you, Tante. Next collateral as you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard, and if anything, inspire our community.